welcome to Women Express. This is your host, Denise Harrington. I'm thrilled to be here to share with you some insights on some of the most, I believe, phenomenal women whose voices have influenced, changed, inspired, and created the drumbeat for us as women today. Women speaking with impact. I've been proud to interview several wonderful women who have brought information, experience, and inspiration to us through this podcast since October, mid-October. I'm thrilled in the direction that we're going. We've become international now with lots of women listening to us in Ireland and in Africa and Spain and Italy, France in addition to Canada and all across the United States. My goal, my prayer, my thoughts, my inspiration is that this podcast inspires each of you to find, own, and activate your voice. Your voice is your most powerful tool, the one tool that can do several things. One, establish who you are. Once you find yourself and you can speak about yourself to others and the things that you believe in, it certainly establishes a presence and a personal brand. The second thing about your voice, your voice can help others speak for themselves, male or female. Our voices are powerful in that way. And last, your voice can help create a movement and make change happen and transformation happen in our world. These are our times. Everyone's saying it. It's clear. You can see women rising up in all walks of life. And my role as your host in this podcast was to be or is to be, is to show, in essence, women of all walks of life and what they're doing to have their voices not only activate who they are, but activate those around them. Today, I'm sharing with you some of these bigger voices. We call the the everyday speakers our everyday Oprahs. But I'm going to actually share with you today some stories and some ideas about women who are in the forefront, out on the path, speaking in big ways, changing our world globally. There's six women that I'm going to share with you today. The first woman, well, no introduction is ever needed, and she's always a part of every conversation. The first person that I want to speak about and share her story is Oprah. Oprah is a phenomenon all by herself, but when Oprah speaks, we stand up and pay attention. We really do. So her story, I'm phrasing around speaking out, saying everything with a purpose. Oprah's acceptance speech at the Golden Globes was a moment for each of us as women. We could feel the change that her words, as they went into the environment, we could feel the change. What she said when she accepted her her award that evening was I want all girls watching here now to know that a new day is on the horizon. 
And when that new day finally dawns, it will be because of a lot of magnificent women and some pretty phenomenal men fighting hard to make sure that they become the leaders who take us to the time when nobody ever has to say, me too, again. Now, I don't want to go into a whole detailed conversation about the Me Too movement, but each of us know how important it is for a woman to be heard and how our values as women, our mere existence has been challenged by those who don't value us and who tend to abuse us. That evening, when Oprah spoke, there was a phenomenal ripple that went through the pond of the whole of that particular audience and all the audiences that were watching. Oprah's voice makes a difference. And I would say that many of us need to say something too. There's something to be said about valuing women and honoring them and supporting them against abuse. My next phenomenal woman, Michelle Obama. What can we say about Michelle? Michelle is now what I'm calling a speaker who's encouraging us to live our best truth as women. She's inspiring us by sharing her personal experiences in her new book, Becoming. I love that word, becoming. The truth is, we are all becoming all the time. There's unconscious becoming and conscious becoming, and sometimes a combination of the two. I believe that conscious becoming means decide every single day when you wake up how you want to show up in the world. And unconscious becoming, when you find yourself in circumstances that were not of your design, find a way to make that build your character, expand your persona, to expand your brand, to expand who you are. Take those moments of down down experiences or suffering experiences and turn them into pluses for you. That's what becoming is all about. Think about a, a butterfly who comes out of that, that cocoon and becomes this beautiful monarch. That's true for each and every one of us every single day is a chance for you to become more of who you are and establish your presence. One of the things that Michelle is doing on her book tour is she's quite simple and very spontaneous. And that's something I love about her, in addition to the muscles in her arms. <laughs> but she's clear and frank. She's insightful. She uses anecdotes that are life-changing, inspirational. Here's one of her quotes that I really love. As women, we must stand up for ourselves. As women, we must stand up for each other. As women, we must stand up for justice for all. Sometimes we have to stand up for our friends and other women around us. Sometimes we become a little sooner than our best friend or someone that we work with. Standing up for that woman and standing up for justice as women 
is critical in our day and time. I'm so thankful to Michelle and all that she's doing to really set in motion that becoming for each and every one of us. I'm hoping I get that book for Christmas. There's one other quote that I want to share from Michelle. She's done a lot about in her books or in her book about women's voices, but this is one of her quotes that I want to share with you today. I've shared her quotes in other podcasts, but I think this one is great for taking us into the new year. Women need to voice their opinions in order to activate the change they want to see. We need your voice at the table. When we show up, when we speak our truth, it really makes a difference. I've done so much coaching with other women or with women in corporate America where they're sitting at the table and not comfortable sharing what they see and what they believe and how they feel about what's going on in the room. I can't tell you. And I've been doing women's coaching for almost 20 years. I still hear stories that just are surprising to me of how a woman of power could be sitting in, powerful within herself, powerful in what she brings to the table, could be sitting in a meeting and not contribute because she doesn't feel that what she has to say will be heard. I'm coaching a client right now where I'm every day, every time we meet, every day that we meet, I have her write down what are the key things that you need to say in that next meeting. And even if you have to put your finger on it and say it one word at a time, raise your hand and say it anyway. Push past that nervous feeling that you might be having because ultimately, and I've seen this time and time again, when you speak up and speak the things that you know to be true and that you know are important for the conversation that you're a part of, when you speak up, it changes things. It adds a perspective that's important for the whole. As women, our perspective as laws are made, as rules are made, as corporate decisions are made about the brand are essential for giving a perspective that's more inclusive. So please write your ideas down in that next meeting and speak them out. It's wonderful that Michelle has written down all of these things in a book. And that book is a written way for her to get her, her message out. Do the same for yourself. The next woman, now this is a controversial talk, and the reason why I included her is because controversy is a good thing, because it means that things are up for everyone to look at and to make change. Serena, speaking up for fairness, standing up for ourselves and expressing our emotions, those things are important. Oftentimes, when we stand up for ourselves, we get emotional. Women sometimes tend to get emotional, and we're told not to be emotional. But guess what? I'm coaching men in corporate America every single day on how to express themselves more emotionally. It doesn't mean that men are devoid of emotion. It just means that I'm saying be more emotional, be more passionate about the things that you want to talk about. That's true for us, too, as women. 
being emotional is not a negative. Learning how to speak through emotions is an art, it's a skill, and it is essential. Don't let go of your emotions. Just learn how to convey them in an environment where you will be taken seriously. And I hate to say that even because our emotions are just as credible as anything else that we have to say. When we're emotional about something, that just means that we have passion behind a thing. That's my opinion as a speaker's coach. Serena was emotional at the finals of the U.S. Open when the chair umpire accused her of cheating and for having excessive outbursts. You could really see how difficult it was for her to be deemed too emotional and for cheating. Here she is, her professionalism, her ability to be a champion, her ability to handle herself as a champion in this sport of tennis was being questioned. Yet, she wouldn't let it go. She wouldn't back down. She wouldn't stay silent, even at great cost for her, financially and professionally. Professionally, because the ruling caused her to ultimately lose that match. It's interesting. When you have that feeling that you just can't back down on something. Now, believe me, Serena is definitely a passionate woman. She is a consummate tennis player. Her professionalism, her champion way of being is unquestioned. But there's always a place where your being, who you are, is being questioned. And if you believe in yourself the way she did that day, stand up. Serena goes on to say she, she's been in this kind of situation or event, and this kind of event underlines our need as women to speak up for ourselves, to not take unfair or bad behavior lying down, stand up boldly and bravely for fair treatment. She spoke out loudly, powerfully, emotionally, and in strong defiance of the ruling. She believed the behavior that was exhibited by the umpire that day was unfair, discriminatory, and sexist. Now, people have questions around it. I'm not getting into whether or not it was right or wrong or how the ruling was. I'm just sharing with you how she felt, and I could understand that. This is something we all need to do, as I said. We need to know how to stand up and speak out against things that we believe are wrong. Wrong to us personally or wrong in an event. Wrong for the women around us. It's important for us to learn to speak up. The interesting thing about Serena's, Serena's experience is this. Many male tennis players, champion tennis players, stood up for her, saying they had said worse things with little or no retribution. So you can kind of see how she could feel there was some discrimination going on, a little sexism going on. And I believe, again, if you feel something, at least speak to it. It's the way that we can change how people perceive 
a situation, an event, and ultimately create a win for everybody. Congratulations to Serena. She continues to be the consummate champion, but also a mother and learning to balance those two things in her life with grace, with ease, with confidence. Like many of us, speaking up through silence and pause. Silence speaks volumes. You know, often I work with clients where we're focusing on the art of speaking and using pause as a way of creating emphasis and creating a flow in conversation. Pause is a very powerful tool, but most of us are afraid to to stand in front of people and not speak. The rule of thumb around the use of pause in the spoken word is three seconds of silence. Just like that. Just long enough for you to think, long enough for your audience to digest, and long enough to truly influence an audience. The next woman that I want to speak about is Emma Gonzalez. I've spoken about her before on my podcast. Emma, 18 years old, when she stood in front of a crowd of 500,000 people, she's one of the students from Stoneman Douglas High School who spoke up for those whose lives were affected or whose lives were ended because of senseless of a senseless shooting. She, with others, led the March for Our Lives which inspired many young people to march on D.C. to speak out against gun violence in America. It was truly inspiring to see young people to actually having an opportunity to show that they have power too, that they have words too, that they have focus too, that they can create change too. It was a wonderful thing to watch. Emma's impassioned speak Her speech stood out in many ways, among many. But the thing that really got me in her speech was the incredible moment of silence that she took. That silence was riddled with tears, and she held that audience there and globally captive for four minutes and 26 seconds. That four minutes and 26 seconds was a part of the total speech, which was six minutes and 20 seconds. The total minutes it took for the shooter to murder 17 young people and wound 15 more. Six minutes, 20 seconds. During that four minutes and 26 seconds that she took, she stood there in complete silence with tears rolling down her face. It moves me to even share that with you, to even to relive that experience, because standing in silence that long spoke volumes. Pause is a very powerful spoken tool. It really is. It's important 
to see how valuable pause and silence and is and what it can do for conversation, for speech, to make a point. Her point was well taken that day. That four minutes of silence gave our souls and our hearts pause. Pause to feel the need of others. Pause for changing many minds that day about the terror that was felt by those at that high school. Her silence helped to fuel a movement. Powerful. Silence speaks volumes. My next speaking principle, I guess that's how we can look at it, is speaking up for others and collectively representing. And I do mean representing. (laughs) Representing to change history. A collective action to give others a voice through their vote and to defeat injustice. 98% of African-American women in Alabama voted to change the status quo. Many people were shocked. I love this statistic, and I use it a lot in, in a lot of my workshops right now in terms of how we can make impact and change in our lives. 98% changed the status quo of Alabama. Alabama, historically known as a white and male represented state, but with the pull of the lever, these women almost single-handedly removed the state from the clutches of exclusivity, moving the state closer towards inclusivity, especially in the political arena. African-American women were able to use the strength of their voices at the ballot box creating advocacy for those who have historically not been spoken for. It was a very, very powerful sign and extremely big move. It didn't stop there. There were over 70 African-American women who ran in that state at every level for office. That's amazing. And we saw a lot in this last election where women of all colors were standing up making a difference. But this stood out because it was extraordinary in its approach. This was a rich story of collective voices moving mountains, changing representation where many thought there would never be a change. People just felt that it would never happen, and it did. Congratulations to the women of Alabama. I'm so inspired by you, so inspired by what you did. And it looks from what we just saw in our election that a lot of women of color were inspired too. This last woman that I want to share with you and speaking principle, Speaking with Impact. That's the name of my program, but this person really spoke with impact the Speaker of the House, using ready position or the would-be or the soon-to-be or the Speaker of the House-elect. Let me be clear, it hasn't happened yet, so I don't want to assume. But speaking with impact, using the ready position, establishing presence. Nancy Pelosi, again, this is not any 
political conversation on my behalf. I'm just looking at the things that I see about speakers and women who are prominent in our world today. Nancy Pelosi, many said that Nancy earned her speakership in the Oval Office the first week of December. And if any of you saw that, that conversation, you would probably agree that it was a very powerful moment. She clearly, deftly, and this is an important word, strategically spoke using straightforward words that challenged and spoke up to power. It was a very powerful moment. This was a memorable encounter, to say the least. She established her legacy as a fact-based leader. Very important. She sat up straight on the edge of her chair, or on the edge of the sofa, in a posture that I call the ready position. And if anyone has ever taken a class with me, they know what I'm talking about. The ready position is how you establish your confidence. It grounds your energy and sends a message out to the viewer that you are confident, competent, and in control. It's a way to ground your energy so that you can speak with impact, that you can speak with knowledge and wisdom without being nervous. The ready position shows strength. It shows confidence. Using the ready position carefully with measured tones and with strength and grace, that day Nancy clearly sent a message to many. Her conversation clearly established what a woman's leadership can be and is. I'm seeing it all the time. Strategic conversations. Women having strategic conversations. Standing and facing power in our strength, in that ready position. Straight back strong eye communication, not wavering, that's speaking with impact. When Nancy left the White House sliding her sunglasses on as she was leaving, many called that moment, they called her a badass, a boss, a baller, in the most positive, descriptive terms in today's social communication language. And guess what? I agree. When she put those glasses on, that said, I know who I am. I know what I have to say. I'm going to stand up and say it, and I'm going to represent others who want to say the same and who need to say the same. It was a proud moment for women, a proud moment for our vision and seeing ourselves as leaders. She modeled that for us. This also made many voters rejoice in her masterful conversation and who were thankful for the ways that she stood up, and I was too. Those are my six women. There were many more that I didn't get to speak about and that I believe bring a lot to the table. To give you a sneak preview of what next year's podcasts will look like, we're going to do more of our everyday, bring more of our everyday women in to speak about their experiences and what their voice has done. But we're also going to bring in some well-known authors. Looking forward to that. 
I won't say who they are, but we have a well-known author coming. There's going to be several. There's going to be several corporate women who are going to come in and share their experience about what it means to be in a corporate male environment and succeed. We're going to have women from all walks of life. We're certainly going to make sure that they are speaking with impact. It will be a joy. So for you, what would I wish? What do I want to encourage you to do going forward into 2019? First thing is spend these next few weeks in self-discovery. Do a self-discovery assessment. Listen to your self-talk and turn it into positive self-talk. Talk to yourself in those moments and say to yourself, let go of those negative ideas you have about yourself and replace them with the mantra of self-positive talk. Create the woman that you want to be. That's the first thing. Next, identify your uniqueness, your values, and strengths. Craft your persona. What makes you stand out? What are you passionate about? Write those things down. What needs to be said by you and how will you say it? Establish three key points of view. You have a point of view. You have an opinion. You have some things you believe in. Establish three key points of view and stick to them and say them a lot. Use presentation skills like eye communication. What eye communication does, it helps you to connect, engage, confront, show confidence. Eye communication is the most powerful communication skill. Use pause. I gave you a great story about pause. Anybody who can bravely stand still and say nothing for over four minutes, surely three seconds of silence when you're speaking to give yourself the platform to think, to show conviction, to show emphasis is something that you will want to incorporate into your communication style. And by the way, when you pause, There's no room for um, ah, so, like, basically, and, and all the other non-words, we call them, that tend to make us look less credible. The next thing is try that ready position. Sit up on the edge of your chair. Sit straight. Convey confidence. Show that you have a strong backbone and belief in the things that you're talking about. And if you're standing, stand in the ready position. Drop your hands down to your side, unclasp your hands, relax your upper body, and put your feet, plant it right underneath you and show people that you have the confidence and the competence to be saying the things that you say, believing the things that you believe, and telling your personal story, even if that personal story represents the corporate brand or the country for that matter. And then once you've done all of these things that I just spoke about, there are five key things that I want you to do. Look for ways that you can speak. Go to speaking. Become a speaker. Involve yourself in speaking engagements. There's lots of organizations that are looking for speakers. Once you've established what your core belief is and your uniqueness and strengths, talk about it. 
The next thing is develop a little elevator pitch. I like elevation pitch too. <laughs> Create an elevator pitch for yourself, a 30-second conversation, and introduce yourself to people at parties and share with them the things you believe in. Become that person that really brings interest to the table. Create blogs. Create articles. Do a podcast. This is how I got going. Just, just do it. Build a unique social media presence. This is for the young women that are listening to these, this podcast. You have a unique gift, and that gift is you understand the platform of social media. Use it wisely. Use it to not only tell the story of where you were last night, but tell the story about where you're going and what you plan to bring to the table and how you see the world and how it should change. Use the platform to develop yourself and to develop the people around you, the women around you. Share positive stories. Use the platform for change. Change for yourself and change for others. The platform of presenting, the platform of speaking is a powerful one. Go into it with a little more intention and more foresight and see what that does for your brand. And last, network. You know, networking is one of the hardest things to do, I think. It's an important thing to do. It kind of goes along with your elevator speech. But get out, meet others. And that's another way that can lead to speaking opportunities for you. One last tip. This one is really not hard for us, ladies. It really isn't. We like to talk. So talk. Don't be afraid to talk. Write the things out that you want to talk about if you're sitting at that meeting table and you know you haven't said anything for the last three meetings. The next one you go to, decide to say something. Even if you don't think that it applies, it will get the juices going and show you it's not as bad as it may feel like when you're approaching the idea of speaking to many. And that would be true in every aspect. Women like to talk. I've never been in a room where women aren't talking, whether they're introverted or extroverted. There always is conversation. Let's start being more strategic about how we use our voice, and let's let our voice help us express. I'm thrilled to have spent this time with you today. As we go into the new year of 2019, I wish for you many happy moments, many moments where you are expressing yourself, many moments where others are applauding you for expressing. Because guess what, women? I want every girl to know that their voice can change the world. It's time for us to express. Thank you for being with me today. Don't forget, if you loved what you heard today, subscribe. If you really loved what you heard, take a moment right now and share this podcast with others, other women, other men friends. People are really enjoying Women Express. I hope you have too. It's definitely my pleasure. Have a great one. Come on, women. Let's express. Thank you so much. 
We had a great time today. What I'd like to ask you to do is to rate us. Give us good ones. Review and subscribe. And if you loved the time you spent with us and loved our speakers, our interviewees, then share this with your friends. Let's collectively women express. Thank you for being with me. Bye for now.